Hey, good morning. Welcome to Finding Subjects. I'm Tony. Thank you for being here, first of all. And uh, how you doing? I'll tell you something. I'm doing great. I feel much better than I have been for the past month. Things are going well. Things are looking good. Uh, one more uh, round of tests coming up and all things are pointing to stability, which is what we want. We look for stability. We don't want anything changing for the worse. So, you know, uh, that status quo words, that's status quo is fine with me. You know, just happy about that. Happy about a lot of things. Been praying a ton about, you know, just for more wisdom from God, just to direct me as to the path I'm supposed to be on in life. So, uh, I got to tell you, I didn't explain this to you last episode. I want to bid on eBay for a different camera. If you know me, if you've known me since I was eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old, you've known pretty, pretty good chance Tony's always got a camera on him. And I just think that's cool. I just love documenting things and it makes me be, it's my, it's a way, you know, people have a definition of mindfulness. You know, my definition of mindfulness is basically the concept for this whole entire podcast is audio journal, if you will, going through life, taking time to see the little things in life, the smallest things. Next, I, I mean, I really do need a macro lens because I love taking pictures of like insects or super small stuff and just uh, enlarging that and seeing things that we normally don't see or take the time to see in life. And that's basically how I go through life and always have through, always looking at the smallest little details and things and being fascinated by that because most of us just walk right by that and don't even pay attention to it. We're so wrapped up in our own little bubble. So this morning, I was, uh, you know, I've been in this funk for like a month, you know, it's just been crazy. And, and you know, your your thoughts are rambling and, you know, having to rehash all the stuff that I had to go through without getting into any details. You want to hear more about that? Go back uh, two, three episodes and listen to those. I'm not going to go there any longer. We, we get the message tone. You, you, you had a physical adversity and you had to rehash it all. Bam, bada boom, bada bing, that's it. But where I was this morning, sitting out on the front porch, and let me tell you something. We're going through a heat wave and it is going to be intense for the next four or five days with severe thunderstorms and which I am a big fan of thunderstorms as long as nobody gets hurt. But you also have some uh, potential flooding coming. And again, as long as nobody gets hurt, it's all cool to me. I love weather phenomenon and uh, always been a weather geek uh, besides a photo geek, besides an aviation geek. <laughs> so what's the word? What's the what's the moral of the story here? Tony's a geek. Anyway, uh, I sit I was sitting on a balcony. You know, I'm up pretty high, 70 store, 70 feet, whatever. 70 feet, which is seven, seven floors. And it's amazing the things that find their way up onto my balcony. Like I, we have a mysterious plant growing right now and I put it up on Facebook and what is this plant? People were saying, ah, it looks definitely like peppers, peppers. Well, that plant went from about six inches tall to it's about a foot and a half now. <laughs> it is taking off. So now, you know, people from California are like, I hope it's the red hots. I hope it's red hots. We can't get red hots out here. Uh, I think the general consensus right now is it's a potential sunflower. So how's a sunflower? So you get to these, uh, you know, 70 feet up in the air, probably by a bird <laughs> who came and uh, deposited a undigested sunflower seed into the soil of my wife's plants. <laughs> so <laughs> we dug it out and I put it in its own big plant and this thing's taken off. But it's just cool. And you see the how seeds are sometimes dispersed, you know, from a great distance so. Very cool. We get spiders up here. We get, I had a flying squirrel up here. Squirrel, I notified, uh, uh, I, I forget who it was, the Pennsylvania Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife. I, I forget. And, and the guys dis disagreeing with me that, no, 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 it's not the rare one. It's, it's, a, it's just a regular one. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm measuring it. I have the detail. I got a picture of it. It's not. It's like an endangered one. 
uh, in our little patch of woods out front. But look, if they, they're the experts. If they tell me it's not it, okay. If that's what you say, it's not it. It's it. But it's not it officially, so. Anyway, I've had that. I've had a squirrel on my, on my, on my balcony. How the heck does a squirrel get 70 feet up in the air? Well, I'll tell you how. They have incredible <laughs> Spider-Man-like abilities to come up the side of a building. And that's what happened. I'm like, dude, what, what do you want up here? And what, what was happening was uh, I had the birds coming here. Okay, and the birds, I think, were always coming here because the, the condo was empty for the longest time. So it was a kind of a cool refuge for them. Hey, look at this. <laughs> I want to sit on this balcony out of the weather. Okay, I think uh, the morning doves had a nest here. You know, and it kind of became a little social hangout. Well, then we moved in and they kept on coming. And then we have cats. And they're like, wow, look at that. And they figured out that the cat's on the other side of the glass until the one day I had the screen open. I mean, excuse me, just the screen there, not the sliding glass doors closed. It was just the screen. A bird bird lands on the balcony. My cat lunges probably four or five foot leap at the screen. The whole door goes flying out onto the balcony, leaning over the balcony. That bird took off. And then my cat was scared as heck. Holy jeez. It found itself out on a balcony where it kind of knew, hey, I shouldn't be out here. But wow, this is pretty cool. Well, I heard the crash and I was out there pretty quick to get the cat in. And we do not let our cats out on the balcony. There's this thing that happens and it's a it's a uh, it's an official term, a medical term, I believe, where cats, um, when they are, are up high on balconies, they kind of get like, I don't know, they see a tree. I, oh, I think I can leap to that tree. And we don't want that happening. So, uh, no, they cannot. And um from 70 feet in the air, they will get hurt. So no cats outside. But what I'm getting to is the birds kept coming. And we didn't feed the birds, but they found uh, my cat's kind of interesting. So yeah, what I'm thinking of is we have uh, we are at the top of trees and the trees are maybe 10, 15 feet away from my balcony. So there, I've seen squirrels in there and they were like, why are these birds going to that place, man? Maybe there's food there. So I think, you know, that squirrel made its way up there. And maybe a flying squirrel saw this action going on and, hey, there's a party up on the seventh floor. And uh, he made his way up there too. I haven't seen him back here since. But anyway, we got this rogue seed growing. And I now do believe... Uh, and I think the general consensus is on my Facebook friends. It's a sunflower seed. So very cool that we got that growing up there. But this morning, as I was sitting out on the balcony, looking at that, uh, trying to look past all the plants that my wife planted out there, which I really looked nice, by the way. But that was, that's kind of like, I don't have a, a man cave. That's kind of my place. No one else goes out there. It's me, my camera. I'll just sit out there. And I'm, I guess I'm one of those weird dudes too. I actually got a pair of binoculars. It's not like I'm peeping in on somebody else's houses because you can't see anything but woods. But there are flight paths that go above my house to the left and to the right. And it's just really cool. I love aircraft. I'm an aviation geek, as I said. And, you know, when you see the uh, the heavies flying by, which are the the jumbo jets, the 747s, the DC-10s, L-1011s, whatever they, the huge jets or the military jets, I'm just a big fan. So I'll get my camera out. I'll take a picture of it. And, and I always have been fascinated by looking up and seeing, oh, wow, where is that plane going? Who's on that plane? What's the destination? Fascinates me. And therein lies my fascination for travel as well. So as you can see, I, my mind, as my daughter would say, goes 1,000 plus miles per hour, even when I'm sitting still. And that is the truth. So I'm sitting there this morning thinking about life 
very happy for everything that I have. Had an excellent conversation with a gentleman yesterday. Uh, his name is Paul. He owns a little deli. Just a really cool guy, you know. And you know, he told me his story about how he got, you know, came to the United States, where he was working at. Hardworking guy, family guy. And I walked in there to check my lottery tickets, and like Paul and I, we agree. A million dollars to us is this. When you come home and you have your wife and kids, you have your family, you have your significant other that you love and they love you back and you have your health. Or even if it's just the love that you have, that right there is worth more money than you can ever possibly put on it. So it was just great to have that conversation with Paul. I really admire his uh, mindset. I admire anybody who has that kind of uh, realistic mindset about things. Although I still played the lottery. <laughs> because wouldn't it be nice to have a little bit of extra coin to travel? I believe it would be. Um, I have the travel bug again. And, you know, on this one, I'm going to have to live vicariously through my children because they are both leaving in September for, uh, where are they going this time? Switzerland, Germany, the Alps. I mean, come on. And my wife's like, man, we should go. We don't have the cash to go for that because my youngest daughter is moving to Australia in February. So I got to save up for that and hopefully we can get there. I don't know. But anyway, long story short, I'm sitting on the balcony and these plants are blocking my face. And I'm like, okay, she loves her plants and they really do look nice, but they're in my way. They're in my view. And then I kind of start looking at the plants and like, you know, that's one of them little things. And little things that people, oh yeah, people say, oh yeah, look how colorful that is. That's nice. Do you ever take the time to really look at the detail of a plant? I'm talking like really, really close. And I'm going to put some photographs up so you can see what I'm talking about. That's just, this is, again, this is how finding subjects started. Me going out, finding a subject, person, place, or thing, taking a picture of it, and let's talk about it. That's what, we're getting back to that. We're getting back to the roots and that's what we're going to do today. So I'm sitting there looking at these plants and it was just really cool how, you know, to see the plants pointing up, you know, they're always reaching skyward and in, you know, they don't have an intelligence that I know of, but maybe there is something there. I don't know. People do sing to plants. <laughs> they say plants respond and grow. It's a living organism, isn't it? Um, but it's looking for rain. It's looking for rain to grow. It's looking for the moisture for the roots and it's looking for sun, the rays of the sun. I forget how that all works with the chlora. Is it chloroform? <laughs> Think chloroform's the thing that <laughs> knock, you, knock you out. But you know what I'm talking about. Photosynthesis and all that. It's been a long time since I've studied any of that. But it's looking for sustenance. It's looking for life towards the sky. And here I am contemplating the destination of this podcast. Contemplating my life. Always wanting to make a difference. Always wanting to matter. And it really... Bam, hit me like a lightning bolt, praying for wisdom for such a long time. And it's just amazing. It goes back to a verse that when I first got diagnosed, a pastor who had moved on uh, to another parish a long time ago, a parish, I should say, a church, excuse me. And uh, it's Psalm 40, and I don't have it in front of me, but let me find it. Let me see here. Let me see if I can find it. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. Hold on one second. Where are you? Where the heck are you? So yeah, um, this pastor, you know, I was talking to him about my heart problem and, and I was blown away back when this first started. But, you know, after he moved, he left uh, the church and went to another church. I get this uh, email from him and it's Psalm 40. And I'm like, what's Psalm 40, man? Like, okay, I'll read it. And I read this 23 years ago. And here it is. Here's the beginning. I'm just going to give you a few, of, a little bit of it. But it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. 
He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Then it goes on to say, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And I'm just going to leave it right there. So it goes on and on. But it's just interesting about uh, when I think about where I was when this first happened to me and where I am now. It is just dead on accurate. The psalm. And the interesting thing is, you know, yeah, I was lost, man. I was lost in the beginning of all of this. Although I've always been a Christian, I've always had faith in God. I'm not a religious guy whatsoever, you know, meaning, you know, uh, you won't find me, I guess, in a, you know, how can I say this? People will, will argue with that, you know, oh, you cannot be, you can't separate religion and spirituality. I'm a very spiritual guy. I believe in God. Let's just say I have my one-on-one relationship with God and leave it at that. And in that, uh, here I was my entire life having faith. And yet when you experience severe adversity, overwhelming adversity, it's like, what do you do? And I was losing it, man. I was like, I was talking to people. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. How am I going to deal with this? I got these kids. My wife's pregnant. I got a brand new house I just bought. How am I going to afford this? How am I going to afford that? And the best words of advice I ever got was from my buddy, the best man in my wedding, Bob. And he said to me, Tone, your entire life, you've been there for everybody else. You've always been there for anybody else. Anybody who's asked you for anything, even if they didn't ask, if they were going through something, it's always been you being there. It's okay to ask for help. And I'm looking at him like, even those words to ask for help from somebody, to me, just do not resonate well. I don't, don't want anybody's help. Don't need anybody's help. My God, you asked help from somebody. What a weakness that is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. People, like he said to me, what if somebody was that proud and when you wanted to help them, but because they were so proud, you couldn't help them? How would that make you feel? And I got it. it I got that. It, 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 uh, it hit home. It resonated with me. So he even meant something deeper than that. He was talking about my faith and, and I didn't understand where it was coming from or where he was coming from. But he said, you know, Tone, you know, you've always put everything on your shoulders, always, and you've always carried it well. But, you know, sometimes you got to surrender to the man upstairs and ask for help. And that's what he was talking about. So to fast forward many, many years and let me just tell you something, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times have I run those words through my head, those words of wisdom from my friend. And, you know, you pray. And again, I, do I feel a little awkward talking about this to you, about spirituality, about faith? Isn't life about faith? Isn't it about hope? Don't we all hope and pray for a good life? No, man. I mean, this is me. Okay. This is, if you want to know Tony and this is me and I'm talking to you and you might be, you know, it's I originally directed to you, your, your family. I may not have, it might be 30, 40 years in, in, in the future from now, but this is who I am. And this is the purpose of this to let you know that. And maybe you need some guidance. Maybe you're just a friend or a listener out there. Again, I'll treat you the same way. Sometimes we need to ask for help and sometimes it's spiritual guidance. It's our faith that we need to ask and say, you know what? I'm doing my best, man. 
I'm doing my best. I, I'm just walking through life with a cool moral compass, but sometimes it just seems like it ain't enough. And I could really use some wisdom. I could really use some help. And at that time, basically, that's basically surrendering. And I did. I surrendered it all, man. I'm like, look, I give up. I quit. I surrender, which is very difficult for me to say those words. It's like Fonzie. <laughs> if anybody remembers Fonzie from Happy Days, he couldn't say he was ruh, ruh, ruh. <laughs> He couldn't say the word. He was wrong. <laughs> well, it's hard for me to say I surrender or I quit. But in my faith, I had to. And I did. And it was then when I, 110%, when I did that, everything changed. Maybe it was just my outlook that changed. Maybe it was just my mindset, the concept in my head of everything. Not going from, man, like Glum from the Gulliver's Little Putians, you know, on uh, whatever that cartoon was, we'll never make it, we're doomed, to, you know what? It's going to work out. Kind of like those plants this morning when we're sitting there and I'm looking at those plants and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's going to be okay, man. I got you covered. We're going to water you. The sun's there. That comes every day. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to live your life and it's going to be okay. And so I'm thinking about all of this and then I'm thinking about this, uh, the Psalm 40 and how it's always made me feel good. It's just, it hit home. It's just right. It just feels right. And I got into a couple conversations recently about talking about spirituality, talking about God, talking about all the different religions and such. And, you know, hey, again, I will always tell you, I'm not, I'll never preach to you in regards to uh, this is the only way, this is the only religion, there's only one God. I believe that uh, that's not my job to do, even though in, in the Bible it says, you know, be the fisher of men and women. No, man, you know, I, living my life and if... Uh, that happens to inspire anybody or deter them. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not that person to go out there and try to recruit you. And people might say right now, then and there, dude, you're wrong. That's, that's it. That is your job. I think my job, if you want to call it a job, is to be straight up with you, is to talk to you and to share my heart with you and who I've always been and who I am. And, and that is this man of spirituality who believes in God, believes in family, and, and, and just trying to keep a cool moral compass through life. And it is difficult in this day and age in this world not to hate, not to dis, uh, you know, just be distorted with our views and such, always seeking the truth. Just I live for a conversation with complete strangers and with the hopes of understanding them learning a cool story, sharing that with you and walking away with a new friend. And there are people listening right now that get it. They've met me all over the world and we've had that conversation. And you know, every one of them, every one of you, it always ends with like, yo man, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. And, and you reply, yeah, it was just, I didn't expect this today. Very cool. Thank you, man. It's great meeting you. And that's kind of like my purpose in life. So to continue where I'm going with this and to finalize it, it's this psalm, you know, and do I tell you about that? Did I, do I read that? Do I share those words of praise that were put in my mouth in this psalm? I think I just did today. And you know, this is me. So 
again, this is not a spiritual or religious podcast. This is a finding subjects, personal journals of some dude dealing with a heart problem, but being super sensitive, appreciative of life and every single thing is in it, you know? So that's, that's what this is all about. And I hope you, uh, whatever it is you're going through today, I hope this kind of helped you a little bit. You know, sometimes we just got to break it down. We just have to look at the super small things and say, you know what, man, it's going to be okay. I just have to have faith. And, that, and faith is the hardest thing. You know, we have this faith, whatever, whatever religion, whatever faith you believe in to, we have this unseen, excuse me, I should say unseen entity that we talk to, that we pray to, that we ask for forgiveness and we ask for wisdom. It's hard. That's the hardest thing I think about spirituality for me, for God. I've been having a conversation with this entity for my entire life, since eight years old, seven years old, when, you know, this is how, how I'm talking to you now, this thought process, believe it or not, this has always been my thought process. You know, initially I thought, I'm a weird dude, man. How like I can sit here and like at a very young age, meet somebody and flat out analyze their thoughts, where they're coming from, have empathy for them. That understanding and that empathy uh, has helped me make a ton of friends and has helped me say words that may resonate with people going through some things. So uh, I don't know, you know, we all sit there and we all kind of like, well, what I believe is, you know, we were all given these talents and, you know, again, God given talents. And you, when you think of the word talent, what is a talent? You know, like I think of uh, my great nephews, Sean and Luke, Luke, last week I saw Luke get up on stage and he got up there and he was playing the guitar. He's 10 years old, man. He was playing the guitar in front of this crowd. And I was just so proud and happy for him. You know, it, it made me think of the word talent. You know, yes, it takes talent to play guitar, but talent is, is, is who we are. It's that little special something within us. For me, you know, I've always said, what is my talent, man? You know, okay, I'm a decent guitarist. I'm an okay singer. I'm average in writing novels. <laughs> I'm, I'm average in a podcast. Uh, what am I good at? Am I good at anything? Is there something that I'm really, really good at? Well, I think I'm a really good father. I think I'm a, I'm a good husband. I tried to, to be a better husband and a better father. I think I was a good son. I think I was an excellent brother. In case any of my sisters will listen. I'm a very good friend. These things, this ability to... Uh, be there for people and to communicate with people and to meet someone and talk to them and to be empathetic and to have that understanding of what they might be going through. If that's possible, that's my talent. If I can say something like that, is that a talent? That ability to just be understanding and concerned and uh, want to listen and help people? Maybe it is. But that's, uh, that's all I got, you know, so I'm okay with that. So that's today. I mean, again, back to my nephews and my great nephews. Uh, I'm really proud of you, you guys. Um, Lucas for getting up on stage, Sean for for being there and supporting your brother, and for both of you picking up the guitars and your instruments and the drums down in your basement and jamming with your dad and mom. And I just think that's so so cool. And I'm very proud of you guys. I love you all, Lucas. I'm so happy that you had the opportunity to experience that, to uh, play and entertain for people uh, music that you love, and then afterwards. One of the best rewards you'll ever get in life is to hear that applause. So awesome, buddy. Can't wait to hear you play again. But again, back to where I am with this. Uh, I just 
didn't want to get off that. I want to make sure I said hello to those guys. But sometimes we just got to be ourselves and we got to be able to share who we are with others. And in that way, maybe that brings comfort to other people. So this morning I sat there, I learned, I learned a life lesson from some plants. <laughs> they say plants can't communicate. Well, guess what? I will disagree with you. I sat there and learned and looked at those plants and, and suddenly, uh, you know, this message came out of it. Whereas God will provide, you just have to have faith. And like I said, it's this unseen entity that we talk to. And, and like I said, I've been talking to God for a long time. People say, well, how do you pray? How do people pray? You know, some people, I, I would imagine, you know, it's very regimented. They'll say whatever they need to say in whatever religion it is. To me, you hear what's happening right now, this conversation I'm having with you? I have that in my head with God. And <laughs> now if you're an atheist and you're sitting here, this dude is whack. <laughs> what's he smoking? I want some, right? That's what you're saying. That's fine, man. You know, yeah, that's fine if you wish to believe that. And... It's what works for me, and we're just sharing that. So, uh, you know, having faith, having faith that things are going to work out, having faith that your problems are going to be okay, uh, I think maybe is faith uh, another word for a different type of attitude, being a pessimist uh, or an, uh, an optimist. You know, I'm choosing optimism. I'm choosing to get back into my faith. And when the roads are rocky, I need some, uh, I need some tunes. Because music to me is the gateway to the soul. It all goes in. It's the same path to my heart and to what's meaningful to me. So hopefully I didn't bore the heck out of you today. I thought this was pretty interesting. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from plants. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, it's just, I'll tell you, just take the time to look at a plant. Look at something super, super small. And I'll tell you, it just, it makes you wonder how how insignificant we are sometimes and or how significant we truly are so with all of that thanks a lot for listening and i hope i didn't blow your mind too bad <laughs> but seriously uh you know have faith have faith don't be afraid to ask for help be it spiritually or to someone that you may be friends with don't be afraid to be there for others to listen to what they got to say um hopefully you can give them some help and some guidance we all need help. There is not a person. You know, I know some pretty tough people in the world. I mean, seriously tough. From the top to the bottom, all of them at one point or another need help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you are a spiritual person, if you whatever religion you are practicing, but I'm going to talk to my Christian friends. If you're a Catholic, you're Christian. If you're Protestant, you're Christian. You're believing in Christ. You're a Christian. How far you're willing to go in your faith. You see, I think today I rode the bench for a long time. You know, I don't like riding a bench. When I played hockey, I could not stand. I never was benched. I never rode the bench. But if we had like enough guys show up for three lines, it used to kill me. I would pray. I would pray that we'd have like, seriously, like five or six forwards and that would be it. And maybe two sets of D. Because I knew I was getting ice time all day long. <laughs> I love that. And I can't look at that no more and be... Oh, those were the days when I used to play, and I miss that. No, man, I had a great time. There's nothing like sitting on a bench of life and not partaking of it. It's no fun. So even in our faith, even in my faith, and I'll talk about myself again, in my spirituality, how long have I ridden a bench? Yeah, I've had that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, which is great. So in that aspect, I'm, I'm in the field, I'm playing the game. But 
was sharing, sharing that, that song put in my mouth to sing praise. I've been on the sideline my whole life, afraid to tell people about your faith. God forbid. Oh, you're, you're a Christian? Mm. I bet you're perfect. <laughs> Ask any one of my friends if I'm perfect. They will point out a list a mile long of all the stupid mistakes I've made, the things I've said. I've done so many things wrong, and that's, that's part of it, man. That's part of life. Nobody's perfect. Don't be afraid to be who you are. I just basically told you, you know, this, that I was afraid to be a Christian my whole life. I was afraid to tell people, yeah, I believe in God, because that makes you weird. Eh, so I'm a weirdo. Big deal. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, listen, I'm in a great mood, as you could tell. I hope you have a great day, and uh, I'm going to talk to you soon. Listen, again, I'm going to share pictures. You want to get the full podcast effect here at Finding Subjects, you got to go to the website, go to findingsubjects.org, and you'll be able to play the podcast there. You'll be able to look at the pictures there. I'm a big picture geek. You want to see some cool pictures? That's where you go. Uh, so go there. And again, you can go to Instagram or wherever you listen to Finding Subjects. Do me a favor. Here's a favor. I get a decent amount of downloads. I'm going to ask you a favor today. I never asked for anybody. Here's me asking for help. <laughs> okay. That's what we talked about today, being okay to ask for help. Would you share this episode if you like it? Share it with somebody you know and ask them to share. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm asking for your help. All right, listen, take care. Great talking to you, and I'll talk to you soon. See you later. This is Finding Subjects, and I'm Tony. Have a great day. Bye.